like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. How's everybody doing tonight? Excellent. I am Brian Griffin, and I am so honored to be here tonight. Has anyone here ever been a victim or suffered from child abuse, bullied, or abuse in general? I know I have. Has it left you feeling weak, depressed, and lesser than the rest? Well, tonight I'd like to share with you how I arose from the corner and stepped into the spotlight. Let's take a journey. When I was younger, my father suffered from a traumatic brain injury. He was sent to the top neuro rehab facility in the state, leaving behind a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a wife. Three years later, he was returned back to the home, returning to an eight-year-old, almost six-year-old, and a newborn. Those conjugal visits got my mother every time. (laughs) But practically a stranger, he returned to the home with such rage, barely even know who we were. That's when the real abuse started. He never beat my sisters, but boy, he'd beat me good. Sometimes almost unrecognizable. He'd throw knives at me, bash my head against the stove, the wall, and the abuse would go on and on. The kind of thing you only seen in a movie. Well, I have news for you. It trapped me in a corner, and I live in the shadows. It wasn't until about the age 11 I called the police on him for the first time. I knew if I didn't seek help, I wasn't going to survive. As the abuse continued, so did the cop calling, till it finally resulted in me being removed from the home. I was placed in temporary care with my beloved grandmother, Thank you. Until DCF deemed the house worthy enough for my return. It was upon that return I discovered my love for music and Pat Benatar's Hell is for Children. It was like she was singing the words of my truth and singing right to my soul. Be a good little boy and you'll get a new toy, but tell grandma you fell off the swing because hell, hell is for children. I remember crying in the corner, feeling ashamed of who I was or who I was bound to be, and I didn't want to be a griffin because I was living in the shadows of that monster. By high school, I really started discovering who I was in that mouth. And I'll tell you, but along with that, I also discovered my sexuality. For that, it left me bullied, picked on, beat up, and I was like, oh, great. I'm getting abused at home and bullied at school. There was no escape. I started feeling alone, trapped in a corner, even went out in the open. But it was there in that opening that I was faced with two choices. 
I can go down that road of self-destruction or I can grow up to be somebody. It was roughly about 17, 18, looking in the mirror and telling myself, you know, Brian, you're better than him and you're better than them. You are Brian Griffin. That's right, folks. That day in the mirror, I decided to make Griffin my name, not his, but my very own. And I'm proud to say I'm now a successful realtor, helping people buy and sell their dreams every day. I'm a local small business owner. I'm proud to say I have a loving partner that I've been with for over 11 years. We have a wonderful little boy we've had now for two years. He too was a product of child abuse, abused by his father. But through love, stability, and determination, we helped him face his fears, overcome those demons, and step out of his corner and into his own spotlight. He's now thriving, a soccer star, football player. The list can go on, I'm just a proud parent. I only hope tonight to share my story and inspire you all. Face your demons, step out of your corners, and join me in the spotlight. We all been there. I'll help you get there. You'll help yourself get there. And it's fresher out here. <laughs> and like Pat Benatar says, and I'll end you with one more music note, we belong and we belong together. Thank you. everyone. Hi, this is Karin with Shift Happens, and I am super excited today because we are going to be talking about resilience. And, you know, here's the thing with life. Life sometimes doesn't deal us a good card, and sometimes we have to figure out how do we cope with the um, load of challenges that is coming our way. And there are, I see so many times how people, they um, are overwhelmed with that. This is obviously what I do in my work when I work with people um, to help heal their emotional side. Because when we are uh, kind of when we're walking around in life and we have things that have happened to us that we haven't resolved our personal pain and, um, you know, uh, trauma, all kinds of things that have happened. It creates this whole uh, messaging in our head that can definitely keep a block to how we move forward in our life. We can give up and believe those messages that were given to us by people who were hurt, and they are not true messages. So, uh, because yeah, many times those are messages about us. We're not good enough. You know, you're, you're you're unlovable. It's your fault. It's this, that, and the other. And we take these in when we are little tiny people with brains that are sponges that are taken in everything that is said and unspoken and unspoken, and incorporate that as part of us. And that is that is 
messages that have come from the outside and they're not true. So my guest today is uh, the amazing one and only Brian Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for coming on here. Now, Brian, I met you at Elevate Daytona, which is like our local TED Talks, which is quite an experience to go through. It's, it takes a lot of work and a lot of practice, but so worth it because, right, right. And so it really was. And we got to be on stage in the limelight all mic'd up and with a room you know the audience was full there were like 400 people in there that was not what I had expected at all <laughs> yes so, oh, so much fun I'm so grateful to be here and thank you for having me on your show today yes so Brian you have definitely been through some stuff you know growing up and and have now made it to where you have turned everything around in your life and here you are brilliant beautiful smile a lovely orange shirt that has your company name on and everything and uh, look at you Just living life. Yes. (laughs) So tell us a little bit, because at the Elevate Talk, uh, what you talked about was your childhood and how things got really, really hard for you. And so tell us a little bit about that, please. Well, where to begin? (laughs) We'll start as a young child. My dad always suffered with with aggression and then suffered a traumatic brain injury. So that kind of helped, not really help, but it took it from one extreme and then just magnified it. And then that, when the real abuse started, was upon his release coming home to us as a family where we missed him and wanted him there. He came back like a shell, not really knowing who we were and who we are not knowing what our likes or dislikes were. And so, and everything was just an annoyance, Mm, a constant annoyance. So no matter what we were doing, no matter what we were trying to do, Mm. we were all about, you know, trying to get, find our father's love. And then in return, we were getting abused and it wasn't there. So it was a lot for him even to take in. Right. You know, and just, it just went really dark quickly and just escalated over time. Yeah. I was wondering, how did, um, how did he get that uh, brain injury? Was that an accident? or was- He got hurt on a job, unfortunately. Oh, wow. One ton barrel fell in and crushed in his skull. Oh, my God. The grace of our good Lord, he survived it. <sighs> and then he went from there. He was sent to the top neuro rehab facility in the state of Florida because we were already living in Florida at this point. And he just learned how to become a human again, how to become a, how to become a functioning human man in society. Yeah. You know, and through that journey, it took, you know, obviously medications, therapy, and other things there. But the one element they really lacked on was the family element mm-hmm. and how to reintroduce it more properly into the home. Right. You know, his last several months there, they brought him home on visitational visits to the house every other weekend, mm-hmm. you know, but that truly wasn't enough structure to grasp. Like he left two kids and a wife behind Right. during those unvisited, unsupervised visitations, excuse me, 
that's where my mother ended up pregnant with our baby sister. <laughs> and then it was there that he then got returned home to a newborn, an eight-year-old, and an almost six-year-old. Right. Wow. So it was like you went from four years of brain camp, yeah. you know, leaving behind two small children, to now coming home to a newborn, to, you know, one going into elementary and one already into elementary. It's yeah. very demanding. It is very demanding. Absolutely so, you know. He suffered with a lot of aggression prior to. Okay. You know, so it wasn't that one couldn't say that it was the accident that created that aggression. Because right. I know there are probably listeners out there thinking, well, oh, you know, if I've been through something like that and then returned home to small children going crazy, I would be crazy. <laughs> it happened. But let me back up even prior to. Yeah. You know, he was that he was just nasty verbally physical in the public's eye as far as like if another man said something boom it was a fight and you know even his child discipline from like a young age up until the time he got hurt because when he got injured I was four going on five mm. you know but even then I can remember clear as day from the three to four age you know the like the way he would discipline us mm. wasn't your normal love tab if right. you you know, and then now you're going to fast forward four years without children, without wife and without, you know, having that constant demand while trying to learn how to rehabilitate yourself and become functional as a human again. Yeah. Surviving that. It was like tenfold. Yeah. yeah. Now you're talking like the abuse went from one extra from bare, like, you know, borderline discipline slash could be questionable. Mm -hmm. You're getting teeth knocked out. Things are getting broken. Knives are being thrown. Wow. It became one other extreme. Wow. So, like, almost as if it was in, you were entrapped in your own prison of hell. Yeah. And really trying to focus in on where do you turn for that beacon of hope when everything around you is being destroyed by the people that are supposed to be that beacon for you, i.e. your parents. Right, right, exactly. And this is one of the things that I'm talking about. I mean, th this is this is like being in war, and but it's your home is the war zone, you know? Yes. <laughs> we're in a constant battle daily. Are we walk, yeah. We're walking on eggshells. It was like yeah. we, were, we were in a minefield. Yeah. If yeah. you stepped on that crack, it didn't break your mother's back. <laughs> Lord knows it would aggravate your father <laughs> right you know yes you don't realize how much of a father role model really plays in one's life yeah yeah until you either don't have them no more or they're no longer with us or they leave or you go through what i went through with the abuse mm -hmm. you yeah. know yeah Just always living in the back of your mind that little question of why me yeah. Why out of the three kids was it me? Why was it, you know? Yeah. Constant. You'll be amazed. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, so you bore the brunt, it sounds like, of the physical abuse. And, you know, so with or without the physical abuse, that that's horrific. However, the verbal emotional abuse also leaves these indelible scars that just continue on. It comes a point you don't need that other person there to say these horrible things because they're already embedded in your brain and you're saying them yourself. Oh, you never feel good enough. You never feel worthy enough. 
Mm-hmm. And then when you get good in life, mm-hmm. it's still not enough. Right. Because it's, it was never enough. No matter what you, no matter what I did as a child, it was never enough. Yeah. It was never great job. It was, you could have done better or I would have done it this way. Yeah. And unfortunately that from the abuse and those demands, it sticks with us as we develop into the people we grow up to become. Yes. You know, life's a journey of choices. I I preach it every day. Yeah. Yes. Every day. And every choice has a natural consequence. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You've got to almost have foresight to see what that consequence can be. Yes. And so it makes good people versus bad people, good decisions versus bad decisions. Yeah. Being able to handle that. Yeah. Now, I was faced with two choices as a young teenager. Yeah. I can go down a path of self-destruction, turn to drugs and trouble. Why well, can grow up to be somebody. Right. Exactly. You know, and it was, they're both hard roads. Yeah. People think going down the road of drugs and drinking and trouble is easy choice because it's just laxy daisy. No, <laughs> you're facing more demons in that lane yeah. than you'll ever face obstacles in the success one. Because you're just getting buried deeper and deeper and deeper. And mental. Yes. Yes. Saying the psychological to it. Yeah. Always in survival mode. Always. Mm, Yes. And reliving on a different level um, the abuse because uh, now you are accepting behaviors that are abusive. And it, it's recreating that same dynamic over and over and over again. Sure. It becomes pattern. Yes. And yes. that's what we all breathe as, in, as people. You fall into your own family pattern characteristics traits. Some say tradition, <laughs> some say pattern, right? We yes. all follow a form thereof. Yes. It's hard to become that one in the family that breaks the pattern. Yes. You know, as I'm learning now as a new parent, (laughs) as a father figure myself, it's, you know, I catch myself constantly. Yes. Trying to break old habits or trying to, you know, redirect around a situation so I don't turn into what my father was to me. Right. And that requires being able to step outside of ourselves a little bit and and see ourselves from from an outside perspective and own our behaviors. Because that's when we own our behaviors, it's like, oh, man, I overstepped the boundary right there. This was not cool. Let me pause, breathe, and think, how would I have wanted to have been treated? How have I seen other people uh, handle these kinds of situations in ways that I really respect and then begin to implement those? And let's touch base on that owning. Uh That's a huge mental obstacle. Yes. That the average person and most people don't realize. Right. Like it's easy to cast blame. Oh, I can blame him all my life for those choices. Yep. Because they were out of my control. Yep. 
But then really, if I was to harper them and live off of them and make them a way of my life, then truly, who's the one creating the obstacle? That would be you. Right. (laughs) Ownership of that is highly, is a lot of self-worth to your own self. I know people every day that will blame the whole world before owning up to their own mistakes, to their own problems that they created. Yeah. Yeah. And it is. It's incredible. And, you know, so the thing is that it requires a lot of courage to step up and say, yeah, I, I, I did this. This is this was not cool. And see, a lot of people, they think that you lose face when you do that, but it's actually the opposite that happens. And this is so funny about life that so many things, the way that we think things are, it's actually the opposite. The whole thing, we have to see it before I believe it. Well, it works the other way around. If you didn't have the thought in your head that things can be different, you had first had that insight, that that image that I can make things different. I remember this part in your speech. You were saying that you were looking in your mirror. Do you mind if I say this part? No, nope. <laughs> go right ahead. You go right ahead. It was awesome. It was such a great uh, part of your speech. I mean, the whole thing. But um, so you were looking in the mirror and you didn't like the name, you know, the name that you were carrying because of what it represented from your father and that you all of a sudden realized, you know, I have a choice. I can... I can own this name and make it what I want it to be. You had to see that before you could start making those. You had to see it before you believed it or believe it before you saw it. (laughs) Right. And it also ties in with finding your own worth and your own value within yourself. Yes. You know, playing on blaming others, you lose your own, you're losing part of your own value. Absolutely. You have no value. There's no worth. Mm -hmm. And what do you have? Right. Right. This stuff just goes so deep because I can't tell you how many times people they'll tell me, oh, they've had all these tragedies and all these hardships and whatnot, but that was all a long time ago. I'm over it. It's like, okay, so you may think that you're over it on some levels, <laughs> but these things have very subtle ways of creeping up. Um, and in those places of, so just some recent ones that I've seen here in working with people is uh, people who decide to not have a, a partner because they don't trust people. You know, you trust people and then you're going to be hurt. So you prevent yourself. And But I'm good. I like to be single. And there's nothing wrong with being single. However, if you are choosing to be single because you're afraid to open your heart, that's a different place to come from altogether. I love a saying, everything in life that you want or desire lives on the other side of fear. Oh, that's beautiful. It's it, so true. It's yes. So true. Yes. What's stopping you from going on that date? What's stopping you from owning the fault? Yes. It's fear. Will okay. I get more rejected if I speak the truth? Uh-huh. Or will yeah. I be more liked if I tell a white lie? Right. That's Always speak the truth. The truth can set us free. Absolutely. And then you don't have to try to remember, what what little white lie did I tell this person or that person? (laughs) 
This is so cool. Such a great uh, exploration here. Uh, However, we're getting ready to run into a couple of messages. And I do want to go ahead and make some mentions because I am helping the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation raise money money for (laughs) the fundraiser that they're having on November 10th in Out of the Land, Central Florida. And I want to thank Christine Girardi, who is a personal jeweler concierge service, uh, Hector De Jesus of De Jesus Law Firm, Christy Noruzzi, who is a mortgage broker, Dr. Dwight Franklin of Franklin Family Wellness Institute, um, Bob Wolven of Aaron Pest Control, and B. Powell of B. Realty Group and an anonymous person who donated. So thank you all for helping with this cause. And also... Um, we're going to have the webinar talk about worth and value tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. I am running my um, Eliminate Debt webinar, free webinar. So go to our Shift Happens Facebook page and get the link there and sign up for it. We'll be right back with more from Brian Griffin. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health and Wellness Channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Voice AM Health. That's at Voice AM Health. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. 
What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, president and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, Daytona. Are you feeling elevated yet? All right, good. You getting ready to get a little more elevated? Good, because today I'm here to tell you a little bit, a little story about my life that got me onto my life purpose. Go ahead and hit it. When I was five years old, I experienced the greatest loss in my life. My big, warm, loving teddy bear of a dad died. Six months later, my mother decided that we needed to move from Houston, Texas to Denmark. Being that she was legally blind, that was a better idea because we did fare better there. Public transportation is plentiful and so are social services. But for me, what that meant was that in one fell swoop, I lost everything. Children are resilient, but that doesn't mean that these kinds of experiences don't leave their indelible marks. Growing up, I was depressed, and I developed a case of social anxiety because at my new school, I was not accepted. I was bullied, I had to learn a whole new language by myself, and on top of that, I had to hear my grandmother on a regular basis tell my mother how my father had ruined me and how awful it was that I would often choose to go ahead and read my book rather than go out and play with the other kids. I saw how my mother was unable to stand up for me and how, still as a full-grown adult, she was paralyzed with fear of her own mother. I became a therapist because I saw how my mother's childhood had affected her and how my childhood experiences affected me. I became a therapist because growing up, I felt lonely and disconnected from the people who were closest to me. And I wanted my contribution to be that uh, one of a healer. That if somebody decides that they don't want to pass on this dysfunction from one generation to another, I have prepared myself and I have the tools to help end this disintegration of families. Not long ago, I began to realize that many people believe 
that a diagnosis such as depression, PTSD, and anxiety are lifelong mental illnesses. I have people calling me up asking me if I can fill their prescription, and when I tell them no, but I can work on the reasons why you're on the prescription, I usually hear silence and a click. They hang up on me. Now, when we do an intake, we do look at the family history, and we may find that Auntie Lizzie and Uncle Jimmy and Pop Pop were all anxious. And from that, it's really easy to make the assumption that, well, heck, it runs in the family, so I'm just going to run down to the doctor's office and get myself a prescription of Xanax. However, if we just take a few moments and scratch a little bit underneath the surface and look at the family dynamics, we may find that dad was a raging alcoholic, and he became an alcoholic because he was molested by his uncle. Constantly walking around on eggshells like that is something that puts our nervous system to the test. We become anxious, and our brain gets wired to be in constant fight or flight. Our brains were designed that way in order to protect us, but when we get stuck in that, it no longer serves us. About 10 years ago, I came across this incredible modality called EMDR: Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. It is a very particular and effective. Way of working with people, helping the brain realize that whatever it was that happened is no longer happening. With this modality, I have helped hundreds of people regain their lives. Many times, in as little as three to six sessions, people who had become pretty much recluse are now out driving around. Other people have been able to reconnect with family members. This time, setting healthy boundaries so they don't get sucked back into toxic relationships. We can't change where we came from, but we can change. We can decide what we want to create from here on and out. I chose to make a change in my life and for me, so that my son could feel close and connected. And there he is. <laughs> so we have a choice. We can choose to remain in pain. Or we can choose freedom. With EMDR, I have a tool that will help you regain peace, so that you can create a whole new ripple effect. So I'm here to remind you also that it's not only the big-time obvious events that cause emotional damage. There was no point in time in my life that I was ever physically threatened, and yet I became cripplingly shy. Something that's taken me decades, trust me, to overcome. Being on the other side of all that is liberating and empowering. And for that, I'm here today to remind you that you are powerful beyond measure. What are you going to do with your power? Thank you. And there we go. That I am here today with my amazing guest Brian Griffin, who is.、Um, Exactly what I was just talking about—a、um, perfect example of coming from a place that was really, really tough, being、um, beaten up, abused by his father, and coming out of that. Because after your father, and then coming into high school and such, that was not the end of it, right? No, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was a whole nother journey. Oh gosh. A whole nother journey. Those teenage years. Yes. Uh, it, it's, I think oftentimes it goes either way. People, they uh, loved high school or they hated high school. <laughs> I loved and hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I had its moments. I got to do everything I wanted to as far as be a varsity cheerleader. I had a really cool group of friends. Hated it because it's also where I explored and discovered who I was sexually and all that. Yeah. And it became a whole nother monster. Mm. You know, then the then it's like bullying, picked on threats, fights, beat yeah. up. Then it was like, oh my goodness, you're getting abused at school and you're getting abused at home. It was everywhere I was turning. Right, right. So what do you do in that situation? Because home isn't safe, school isn't safe, even though it has some good moments. What was your point where you uh, found maybe a little bit of peace, a little bit of hope, some sort of resiliency? Where did that come from, Brian? I found my peace through a hobby, through cheerleading. Mm. I loved it, despite what anybody was saying. It was mine. <laughs> it was for me. I did it for me. I was yeah. living my truth. Yeah. yeah. I think I was the only male cheerleader on the squad. Yeah. I didn't care that I was out there on Friday night game nights. Yeah. They probably out. loved you. It didn't bother me. I, mean, I hope they did. Yeah. I, doing it. <laughs> I made some lifelong friends. Yes. But I definitely, you know, you have to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what is Karen like or what is Brian like? You know, you got to find that balance in your own self when you're going through turmoil and crazy. That's yeah. the only way to really help balance the mental scale Yes, of that all. So for me, it was definitely like through, I started working in high school at 15. So it was through work was a great escape because who doesn't like earning a little bit of extra income? <laughs> and... And you're away from the abusive home and the, the crazy teenagers oh, who were, yeah. you know, bullying you because I'm sure in the workplace, you earned some respect. Yes, mm. absolutely. I'd say by 16, going on almost 17, I became a customer service manager at Winn-Dixie. Oh, wow. Starting as a bag boy to cashier to working the service desk. Yeah. So you did. It did start giving me more of that confidence that I was lacking everywhere else. Yes. You know, it started help slowly, things like that helped you slowly guide you through the insecurities and, you know, all the mental that comes along with that. Yeah. Definitely finding some respect. Again, it goes back to value. Yep. Finding your own worth. Exactly. And wasn't there a particular family member that was special for you? In the dark times, it was my grandmother. Mm-hmm. She really did help. She gave me that beacon of freedom because she didn't live near us most mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, there's part, she was our next door neighbor. And then when we moved away from Orlando into New Smyrna area, that's when, you know, it really was an escape haven because I'd go to grandma's for the weekend if I needed to get away. And it really helped. Yes. And then as by high school times, though, it was my mom where the shift happened. Uh-huh mom that became my mom. My mom was always my biggest supporter and she'd always, anytime somebody bullied me at school, she was the one that was right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Sure. Yeah. It's funny that for you, your, your grandmother was your escape. For me, my grandmother was, you know, the last place I wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
today, Karen, if you're yeah. asking that today, grandmas might not be where I'd want to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a beacon of hope. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's also, you know, we're talking about here how there are different ways because you experience the physical, emotional abuse. And, and I had a different kind of, um, I, you know, I couldn't say that I was really abused. I was definitely not physically abused, but there was uh, a little bit more of, you know, emotional neglect kind of stuff, even though I was loved. And, it, you know, mine, there was a lot of gory areas. There was, uh, so, uh, you know, and that's where sometimes it, it, it almost gets harder to say, oh, well, you know, I, I have all these, you know, problems because, uh, you know, my mother adored me, but she she was not the uh, emotional adult in our relationship, you know. And so, uh, where sometimes when it's clear cut, you know, this this is obvious: throwing knives and and having teeth broken and bones broken. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. God. You know, at least my home was safe, and and you know that was a place that I could go away. My my escape was was books. And uh, love to read. Music was mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. telling you, if I ever met Pat Benatar, I would thank her with a hug. <laughs> because it was her words that helped set, really set me free and let me know that it was going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I have used that before too, um, you know, as when I was going through my divorce and, and it was, I noticed how when I was really sad and, and heartbroken, I would throw in some happy music to me. That's what I needed. Yeah, I need, I didn't want to stay in that sad place. And then I get up and I would dance because I love to dance and, you know, have my own little party for one. And that would completely change uh, my mood as well because and I, I don't know how you are, Brian. Do you ever have that where there's a really good song to where you just get goosebumps? You know, certain parts of the song is like, ooh, you just get goosebumps. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. All the hair stand up on the back <laughs> of the neck. It yes. chills right through you as if it's like yes. giving you a recharge. Right. Oh, yes. So, And this is, the, again, the power of sound because words – sound the it, it, everything is energy and everything is vibration so it's it's hitting us in different ways we, that we can't see but we feel it and and that has so much more power than we many times will give it credit for and to the point where we actually um they are looking at different ways of using sound to heal physically you know physical ailments and such which is really super cool but that's a whole other <laughs> whole other show, show. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's but the thing is that it it all it, it's all connected right our uh, our human emotions our our physical uh, body is affected by our our you know because living in that kind of stress levels constantly being in that kind of stress your 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 body can only take being in that kind of stress for, for a certain amount of time. Oh, yes. And it also gives you a different type of tolerance mm -hmm. to things in life. I noticed for me, like you asked me on the break before, yeah. yes, what was my pet peeve? Yes. I don't do well with stupid. <laughs> because it was something that triggered an attack all the time. Mm. And 
always be down now. Now it's like I've always worked harder, smarter, studied more and became a sponge because of it. So it's helped my business growth because of those elements. But then I have very much more logic to the thinking than I do delusion. Mm. So guys, so my pet peeve, I would say is I just don't do stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it in humor, comedy, movies, entertainment, and fun. Yeah. But when it comes to life and logic, I'm definitely more logical than I am <laughs> delusional. <laughs> Well, and that's a big plus, I would say. <laughs> and somehow or another, here went this segment, and we are getting ready to roll into another set of messages. And before we roll out into that, I just want to share again how we have, uh, you know, our finances affect a lot of how we live our lives. It, it affects, you know, whether we stay in a job that we don't like, um, it affects the level of stress. How, if we are arguing with our partners or if we are able to fall asleep and such and uh, in just so many different ways. And because of that, that's why I have gotten really into this uh, program where I help people eliminate debt on a speed, basically, you eliminate your debt in a one half to one third of the time, and on average, saving over a hundred thousand dollars in interest. I'm doing wow. this free webinar. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Uh, on Wednesday, I'll get you in my business to teach that, right? I'm telling you what. So Wednesday tomorrow at six thirty p.m. Go to Shift Happens Facebook page, grab the link, register, so you can learn all about it. Awesome. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness How much health and wellness information have you been exposed to today? Listen to Prescription for Success with Dr. Emil Haldi. Healing and empowerment start from within, but it also takes the best knowledge and advice. That's what you'll find here. Dr. Haldi and his guests will help you make the right life-enhancing decisions for well-being success. Tune in live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Prescription for Success. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. We are, as always, making Shift Happen. And if for those of you who can't see us, uh, we are just rocking and jamming. <laughs> Great time. That's right. It's party time, in case you didn't know. <laughs> so my guest today is the amazing Brian Griffin, who is a local realtor. And today, though, we're talking about how uh, he made the shift in his life from growing up in a very challenging situation where there was physical abuse and verbal abuse, emotional abuse from his dad. I mean, seriously scary stuff. And um, then high school, which was another partial nightmare. <laughs> and that's a horror movie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that was your life I was just talking about. So. <laughs> and so what I was just talking to Brian about um, during that break was how it how I think I just love this part of how when people they take the skills that they learned from making it through these challenging life circumstances and turning them into positive into strengths and making that work to build success. So Brian, talk a little bit about that. What are some things that you took from your life circumstances and turned that into what you're doing now? Well, backing up to that comment you made from my segment on Elevate Daytona. Yes. Staring in the mirror, finding the first step for me was finding myself if you all that chaos. And once I right. discovered that, luckily at a younger age, I was able to build off that. And living through that nightmare gave me examples of everything I didn't want out of life. And along with that brain injury came life struggles. We grew up dominantly pretty poor mm. for the most part. My mom did the best she could, working several jobs, holding it all together, keeping us afloat. Finding, seeing my mom's strength gave me strength. I wanted to be that strong. I wanted to be mother strong. And so just taking that into everything I adapted, finding passion. I started college pre-med. Oh, wow. beauty school. Huh. <laughs> I wanted to be a plastic surgeon. Yeah. I became a hairstylist. Because <sighs> I just wanted to make the world a prettier place. Yeah. Because I was tired of all the ugly to it. Right. Ooh, you know, I love that. Shift happens and yes. it evolves. So you take what life gives us and you could either take those lemons and watch them rot or turn it into a fabulous lemonade. <laughs> that's 
but I did. And I, you know, just kept drinking from the Kool-Aid of life and every opportunity, if it doesn't make sense, it will never equate to dollars. Right. So everything you got to do, you got to do with a purpose. You got to do it with passion, which led me into real estate. Mm. I love people. You know, you think I'd hate people for the way my life was treated, but I chose to love them, find the inner good, and become one of those people I wanted to be. So Mm -hmm. I treat everybody equally the same as I would want to be treated. And then just, they became stepping stones. And as we stepped on them and as we build them up, it just became a platform and a ladder of success. Yeah. You know, it's kind of... I met the right people at a young age. I've always gravitated more of a, to an older friend versus somebody more my own age. So along with that comes wisdom mm-hmm. and knowledge and knowledge is power. You know, again, you're dealing with a, my father who was abusive now, now had brain damage. And so my goal was to be smarter, wiser, better. Mm. Right. And that's, implement that into everything I do. And I move forward at all times with passion and gusto. I don't do it if there's no passion involved. Yeah. Yeah. And that shows that just shines out in in everything that you do. And now not only have you made shift happen in your life, you are making shift happen in another person's life. Yes. yes. A little person. Yes. Yes. We took him out of an abusive, sexually exploited gutter of a lifestyle where his dad was bad into drugs and, you know, just always struggling because he chose the life of the victim Mm. versus choosing the path of success. So now here I have this fabulous little boy Mm. that I love dearly as if he was my own. We've had him a little over two years now. Yeah. Just the mountains of leaps and bounds he's moved through determination, that love, that structure, that foundation. It truly is like <clears throat> you need that foundation from every aspect of life. He sees the consistency I'm with him with school. You know, he knows school's his job. Yeah. The other night we were like, we were talking about that. And I, he, I was like, what's my job? And he says, real estate. And I said, what's Daddy Lee's job? And he said, massage therapy and then I go what's your job and he goes school (laughs) probably because he's an AB honor roll student he's a safety patroller he's well liked by his peers he never had that wow if I showed you second grade and first grade and kindergarten it's referral suspension and C's D's and F's yeah I mean the leaps and bound this kid has moved just from providing him with that love that comfort that strength you know, and he has parents he's proud of. Yes. The boy went from a terrible father to two great ones that love him dearly. Yeah. You know, and I say that with love to the family out there that, but it is what it is. Yeah. You know, and now the child has chosen, now he and my little one has chosen leaps and bounds on his own. Mm-hmm. As he sees it and he's proud. He's so proud. And that's exactly what my talk was all about. My Elevate talk was all about is that, you know, how you saw the behaviors, how he was acting before in first and second grade. Well, why? Because he was in a scary home. Bad things were happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So there wasn't anything wrong with him. He was reacting to the environment that he was in. So now you change the environment, change everything up and voila, 
<laughs> he's mm-hmm. growing and blossoming and thriving. Oh, thriving. Big. Yes. He's making friends. He feels part of the community. I do a lot of things with my job is that are charitable give backs. He's involved. You know, we're toying with starting the McCarthy cause, you know, for children. Mm. Working on that on the back end. So you heard it here first on Shift Happens. Oh. So, and that's going to be just kind of my way of giving back to the youth of what I've been through, what this little boy been through and had giving, you know, hopefully we'll build it up to a large foundation one day. Wow. wow. I want to name it after his biological last name because he became very proud of his, of my last name. Yeah. So like where I said in my speech, how I chose to make that name my own, he himself on his own. Yeah. He's still legally his last name. Yeah. But on his own, in his own pride, has he found the love for my name and he now uses it at school, mm-hmm. on t-shirts with sports, mm-hmm. and like he proudly wants to be a griffin. And I, yeah. I couldn't even, and that just speaks, I'm, I can't even put it into words, I'm, I'm yeah. about to cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It means so much to me yes. that you would want to take on a name of you know, another yeah. because of the foundation you're providing. Yes. And talk about how love is so powerful and how, how love can heal. And, and the, uh, also the structure, because that's the thing that kids, they need. They need you to be loving and firm and consistent. When you have those three pieces, mm-hmm. that that is what kids need in order to feel safe, to feel calm. It's like, okay, so mom and dad, whatever uh, they are, they're, they're strong enough to handle things and keep me safe. Yes. And it was the safety my mom provide is really how I survived the household. Yes. Especially in the latter years. Cause as I got older, it went from knives and fists to like chainsaw chasing and <laughs> Shovels and it was it, it. I'm telling you, it could be quite scary, but it was my, oh my mom God. that totally helped. Okay, so all right, Will. Um, so we are getting ready to wrap up for today. This time just flies by. I have no idea how this happens. So flies by. It was it's like a Halloween's horror movie you just described right there, Brian. So. <laughs> Hopefully it ended with a romantic comedy. No. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes. Because that is how it is. So with, uh, I wanted to invite Brian here to inspire that you have the ability to make these changes. You have to make them consciously and you have your special gifts that you are here on this planet earth to provide the rest of the world. So I hope you take this Go out and spread your love and heal somebody else that you reach today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karen Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.